early finish today, and it is a uh, day that I actually only did two options. I only conducted two auctions, but I want to let you know that I actually had eight booked in, eight booked in. So let me give you the statistics. I sold three out of eight, but I need you to understand that those three that got sold did actually not get sold under the hammer. They were sold prior, and I'm going to come to that in a moment because that, in fact, is a very important uh, statistic, the sold priors. So three out of eight, after last week, doing 14 out of 14 on Saturday and doing uh, one out of one on the Sunday, which meant that was a 15 out of 15, but I did uh, put a little asterisk next to it, if you remember. And what did I say to you? One hot day does not make a summer. And today was not a hot day, literally. And it wasn't a hot day, metaphorically, in terms of real estate. Three out of eight. And all three properties sold prior. So every auction I did today actually did not sell. So... And the ones that sold prior are very interesting because if you get properties that sell prior, that is a leading indicator that a real estate agent only had one buyer, so they wrapped up the sale prior to auction. And the reason why is that if you go to the auction and there's only one buyer, and let's assume the buyer was thinking of spending a million dollars, gets to the property, sees that no one else is bidding, they then turn around and get stage fright. And real estate agents know that. So what actually happens is that they often say, well, I'm the only one here. I must be paying too much. And then they want to reduce their offer from what they would have paid a million to 900. And that's why often real estate agents like to put a deal together if they know that they've got that number using that number of a million dollars for argument's sake, they'll try and wrap it up. And that's a sign that buyer numbers on that property did not have depth. There were not a lot of buyers there. And that's what actually uh, happened with uh, those properties because I did check with the agents. Sometimes, but it's not just the one buyer. Sometimes what it is is there's two or three buyers, but one buyer is called the standout. So the buyer is here and the other two or three are down here, which is also a problem because if you go to auction, if the other buyers are here, how do you get the highest bidder to go from here to here without competition? And that's why uh, selling prior is often not a bad alternative when you've actually got three buyers, but you've got one standout buyer. And that's uh, today's all sales were all sold priors. So what are we seeing happening at the moment? Um, the pause in the interest rates. The pause in the interest rate rises, and I can't remember uh, whether that was last Tuesday or the Tuesday before, uh, and it doesn't really matter. All I can say to you is that the pause in the interest rates has had the following effect on people. Hey, Mark, good to see you. Number one is the pause in the interest rates has given owners who have gone, who are on variable rate or have gone from fixed to variable, it's given them a little bit of relief. And by the way, everyone's worried. I was thinking about it before. 
everyone's been worried about the buyers that have, you know, went on a fixed rate and have gone on to uh, a variable rate. Well, let's assume that you were on a fixed rate that expired in July this year, like last month. You at least got a year and two months of your fixed rate lower rate. What about the what about the buyers? What about the buyers who bought a home and were on variable the whole time? They've been paying these increasing rates uh, the whole period of time. They've had no fixed rate. But team, here's what this rate has done. It's essentially given some vendors safety to say, hey, maybe we can hang on. Maybe this is the end of the rate rises. Maybe we can keep our property and not have to sell it. So I think that there's going to be a small group of vendors who were going to sell in spring, who now, through the Reserve Bank's decision not to increase rates and the dialogue that is this the end of the rate rises, might stop them putting their properties on the market with the view that, hey, maybe we can hang on to it. But I've got to tell you, and I said it in one of my other wrap-ups, rates going up go faster than rates going down. So if you're a vendor that's watching this right now, I've got to say to you, yes, be happy about the rate pause and be happy if they're going to hold off and not keep increasing rates. But I've got to say to you, you've got to sit there with a calculator and say to yourself, if rates don't go down or they don't go down much, can we afford the loan repayments for a long period of time? And I'm talking about at least a year or two, right? Because don't think that rates are going to go up and then, which they have, and then all of a sudden start shooting down. And even though Bill Evans, who is a senior economist from Westpac Bank, he has basically said, that he believes that there will be no more rate rises. That is the view. That is the view that Bill Evans, senior economist from Westpac, has as of today. There are other economists who believe that there is still one or two rate rises. So there's no consensus, and they're all saying that it all depends on two pieces of data. And the two pieces of data that matter are the inflation data and the employment data. Is inflation coming down on new data that we're getting? And what does the employment numbers look like? And what's interesting is the employment numbers, believe it or not, what they want is more unemployment, not more people to have jobs. They want people not to have jobs. That will actually support the case to actually not put rates up. However, if unemployment numbers actually go lower and inflation does not keep coming down, that's a reason for the RBA to keep putting rates up. But let's make let's let's work off the scenario that um, the data that comes through is that inflation is coming down and the data that comes through is that um, you know unemployment does not drop um, significantly. And let's assume that they're not going to put the rates up and that's the end of the rate rises. I have to say to you, that doesn't mean there's no pain because there's always a lag between rate rises and pain. And that pain 
is normally six to 12 months. But most of the economists have agreed this time the pain might actually go a longer period. And the reason why is that there were a large group of people that were protected by the fixed rates since May last year. So they're only really starting to feel that pain now. And what else? Normally, when your rate, you know, when your rate goes up and you get a letter from a bank and it says, oh, this is your new interest rate, this is your new repayment, I have to say to you, for the first month or two, it's still okay. You go into your redraw offset account, you pull some money out, we're good. You've got some savings that you got during the COVID period where you're spending less and there was lots of money around, right? But team, I have to say to you that, you know, there comes a time where maybe after four or five months where people are going to say, man, I can't keep putting up with this shortage of money every month. You know, when are rates going to come down? And if they're not coming down, you're going to have to live with that cash flow scenario. We also, of course, right now, we also have a lot of people anxiously waiting to see what is going to happen with property prices. Uh, I have a view that they're probably going to drop a little bit. And again, when I say drop, number one, I'm not talking about 10 to 20% drops, but I'm talking underneath that. And uh, you don't need to have a Bachelor of Economics degree to know the way demand and supply works. And that is more stock comes up on the market in spring. It will have some people that have to sell for financial reasons. I mean, I know a property today sold in Campsie. I didn't auction it, but I've been given the results. You know, it's it sold lower than what the people bought it two, three years ago. Um, I think a hundred grand less, right? So there is going to be people that have to sell properties, right? Uh, and if they're a distressed seller, they're going to sell it a little bit lower. So you're going to have that variable also happening in September, October, November. So that stands to reason that it will drop. But the second thing is, I'm not going to say that every property will drop because we still have situational markets with properties at the moment. And that is that certain markets and certain properties actually fare a lot better than others. So let's talk about that for a moment. What are the properties that fare better? Uh, beautiful homes that are renovated, that take out the risk of you having to go renovate, hire a builder that might go belly up. And also inflation takes your budget and skyrockets it. People are aware of all of that. So there is this tendency to move towards quality. So what are the properties that are doing well? Properties that have got quality. There's a shift towards quality. And there is the cane. You know, I used to get the cane at school for properties. They get punished. They get punished when they've got one thing wrong or they've got two things wrong. Example, busy road. Example, uh, a block of units looking after you. Example, power lines. Example, uh, um in a, 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 a street that is really far away from transport, whatever the thing that people want, if that property doesn't have it, it gets punished. So I don't think it's relevant to all properties. 
Um, and, you know, you can see from my post the other day, those of you that follow me, the prestige market is still going gangbusters, right? You're still seeing properties. Uh, what was that example of the property I put on that was on marriage on for married at first sight? That property sold, uh, you know, for uh, in 2020, I think. Was it 2020? Yeah, I think so. 2020 sold for uh, 10 mil, 10.5, and it's just sold for 26 or around 26. So they made a $16 million profit, right? Why is that happening? Can't you work it out? It's not rocket science. Those people there, a $26 million buyer is not sitting in front of a bank manager at St. George Bank asking for money. They're cash buyers, so they're unaffected by um, interest rates, right? Uh, but let me tell you, and I've seen it, I've been around for 37 years in this industry to tell you that uh, there comes a time when that market actually cops it as well. And there is, in fact, talk at the moment by economists that are saying that they believe that that market is vulnerable, hasn't been affected yet, but is vulnerable. Anyway, team, that's the end of my market wrap. It is 10 to 5. It's actually an early finish for me, and I'm not doing auctions tomorrow. Um, so, uh, yeah. Signing off.